Clap for that. These two bastards. Yes. This is Good, Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, not as always, is not Nate. Nate's not here. The status Nate has decided to take a cruise and leave us all by our lonesome. And so, to not be lonely, we have Amanda Griffiths joining the show once again. You guys heard her last week. You've heard her on the show before. She is a PhD PhD student, an author, a liberator, the libertarian-esque. A real libertarian. A real libertarian, kind of. We're going to get to that later. Um, so she's joining. Ma- Amanda, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm a little nervous. I got to tell you what, because I've never, I've, so I've guest hosted with Nate before. I've never guest hosted with just you. And, you know, you, you always, you know, you have that kind of first time anxiety, like, are you going to suck? Uh, am I going to have to carry the show? Um, <laughs> I mean, I can, but it's just, yeah. you know, am I, yeah, how, I, I can, can I be the looks and the brains and mm. everything? Uh, it's your it's, cross to bear, honestly. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that, that carries I, a heavy weight to it. Yeah. Honestly, it does. I think it does. I think you're more nervous because people won't admit that I'm actually the better host. It's a lot to live up to. Yeah. It's and a so, lot. Well, is that why you called me in to be the worse host? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I, yes. Very good. You're not a replacement for Nate because we can't replace Nate. Everyone wish no. Nate a well-deserved cruise. The man's on a boat somewhere, hopefully not in choppy waters, enjoying himself on a well-deserved cruise, although he's with a lot of family. And you know how that can get sometimes. <laughs> Well, yeah. Is it is it well deserved? Is it punitive? Is it a punitive cruise? No, I don't think that. No, no, no. I just think he's. I think he. It's a, just a well deserved. He needs. He needs some time off. So. Yes, of course. All right. Well, this As is Good does. Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Like we said, typically it's Nate and Chuck. Uh, we have occasional guests. This time, uh, it's going to be Chuck and Amanda. For the foreseeable future, I think, um, which is th- till Thursday, Thursday when Nate gets yes. back. Um, but we're so glad you guys joined. Uh, go to joingml.com if you want to watch this live. We're streaming this live right now to a, the private Discord group. It's Nate's Club, by the way. Joingml.com. Go sign up for Nate's Club. It's only six bucks a month. Please go do that. All right. First up, a lot of stuff happened over the weekend, uh, which typically I don't pay attention to. Um, well, that's, that's the point. If, so the, we learned a PR, I used to work in PR. And, uh, what we learned is that if some if story drops over the weekend or especially over a long weekend, uh, it's planted because it's a bad story. Um, and so like the, the, the people about whom the story is referring, put it out over the weekends so that people weren't going to pay attention. Yeah, exactly. Typically I don't pay attention because Nate does. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of other stuff to run because it's not just the podcast that we do here. Um, it is, oh, it won't let me minimize while we're recording. Okay. There I can just, I can just place it over because I want to show you guys, uh, the nine one one call. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, Mr. Okay. PP, Paul Pelosi 
That's allegedly Nancy Pelosi's husband. Uh, we haven't got the actual information on that yet. And allegedly there was an altercation and all this other stuff that happened. But we have now the 911 call and we have the police body cam footage that was released, I believe, on Friday. Is that right, Amanda? Yes. For those who don't know, uh, there was police body cam footage and, and a 911 call that was released when uh, Paul Pelosi gave you some broke into his house and said, I'm waiting for Nancy or I'm here for Nancy. Uh, the man was arrested and uh, the SFPD, San Francisco Police Department, was very, very slow on getting uh, this this footage out and this tape out. And people didn't really know why. Uh, and they finally released it over the weekend. So we've got a clue that maybe this is a story that SFPD, or maybe this is some content that SFPD didn't really want out there, didn't really want people paying attention to very much. And so now we're asking, A, why is that? And B, what's the substance of the call? What's the substance of the video? That's right. So let's listen to the 911 call. This is a little bit long. It's about almost three minutes, but just bear with us just so we can hear the whole thing and then give some context around this 911 goal. Please 74 2022. Oh, I guess I, I guess I, I called my mistake. What is it? This is San Francisco Police. Do you need help? Oh, what is a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back? Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back because she's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. Zero, okay, two, do you need police fire or medical for anything? Eight seconds. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Zero, two, twenty-three, and fifty-eight okay. seconds. Uh, there, there's the, uh, um, is the Capitol Police around? Zero, two, twenty. No, this they, is San Francisco. They usually take my wife. They're usually, here, they're usually here at the house protecting my wife. Uh, no, this, this is San Francisco Police. Friday, October. I, I, no, I understand. Eight, two, um, thousand, twenty-two. Okay, well. Zero, uh, two, twenty-four, and I don't know, what do you think? Uh, he thinks everything's good. Uh, I, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. Zero, uh, okay. Call us back if you change your mind. No, no, no. This this gentleman just uh, came. Now, for context, there. The guy, the intruder, the alleged intruder is in the room with him while he's on this 911 call. And so, it, you know, to start off, it seems a little strange. And he's like, oh, I must have called the wrong number. Um, but then he's like, well, you know, this guy doesn't have a problem, but I do. Um, and, of course, he asked for Is Capitol. the Capitol Police around? Right. He said, yeah, yeah, police. She says, do you need anything? And the first thing he says is, is the Capitol police around? And then he, yeah, he kind of like tries to play it off. It seems like it's like, well, they're usually here when my wife's here, you know, waiting on my wife to get home. Obviously like she's the speaker. Don't you know this? Hey, need some police here. So we'll keep listening. Came into the house. Uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. Zero. Two, and so, do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He, he, he uh, uh, he has this. He's telling me. He's, he's telling me not to. Uh, he's telling me not to do anything. What is your address, sir? Uh, twenty-six. Two twenty-five and zero. What is your name? Seconds. 
Uh, my name is Paul Pelosi. Friday. Anyway, this, this gentleman says that uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he, he told me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he said. Okay? Okay, who, what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da the name is David. Now, the guy freely gives his name there. So the, the, the guy who's there with him, it's like, what's his name? He's like, I don't know his name. And the guy just chimes in, oh, my name's David. Hi, name's David. Now, very stable genius. We can speculate you know? on whether or not he knew that he was talking to 911 or like what was going on. But the guy just like, ah, name's Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Although he doesn't really give his last name, but name's David. Okay, and who is David? Five. I don't know. What's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I. I um, he says he's a friend, but as but I said, I, I've never. But you don't know who he is. Five. No, no, ma'am. Okay. He's telling me I'm being very leading, so I, I got to stop Zero, talking to you, okay? Two, okay. You sure? I can stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay. No, he he wants me to get fell off the phone. And there we go. That's basically it. Like, no, no, no. He wants me to get the hell off the phone. So there's the 911 call. Now, when I first saw the reaction to this, it was a lot of like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Like this guy's uh, the way he's saying it, uh, the way that this call went, like none of this makes any sense. Um, this is obviously all set up. Of course, you have a bunch of right wingers. Uh, saying that. And I think there might be a little bit more to the story, but first I want to get your take, Amanda. What do you think is actually happening in this recording? Before we get to the body cam, before we get to police body cam, what's happening in this recording and, and why does it seem so strange? I think Paul Pelosi is actually being very savvy here. The first time that I listened to it, I thought, you know, of course I wasn't really thinking about the situation. I was, I was thinking, okay, well, you know, this is, she, she can't really dispatch anyone if if he doesn't request it, which is which is false, obviously. Uh, and to this operator's credit, she did eventually dispatch the police. Um, of course, when you're listening to it and you actually kind of have a keen ear, which I was folding laundry, putzing around, whatever. <laughs> but when you're actually <laughs> listening to it and thinking, okay, what's going on? Yeah, this guy is in a room with a man with a weapon. He's got he's got a knife. And so what he's trying to do, what what Paul Pelosi's trying to do is he's trying to ask for help without putting his life in even more jeopardy than than it is currently. And I don't really know. I know that 911 operators are indeed trained to be quite calm. Um, but I feel like there's a difference between being calm and not getting it. So in this, in this essence, it's a similar to that story about the woman who called 911 and ordered a large pepperoni pizza. And the, the dispatcher was like, well, you know, this is 911. And she's like, yes, I know. She's like, I need a large pepperoni pizza. And she, the dispatcher was like, okay. Well, and like, um, this is 911. She's like, yes, I'm aware. I know. But she was doing it behind her abuser's back, mm. pretending to order pizza. I don't know if you've heard that or not. Or, or most people I have, actually, I, 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 it's now ringing a bell. It is ringing a bell now. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you could, one could take that. I'm 
as of right now, I can tell you that I'm quite indif- indifferent because I can see both uh, scenarios. Yeah. Um, I can see where this is uh, potentially staged, and I can also see where he was being coy um, and intelligent in, in trying to dis- de-escalate the situation, call 911, but make it seem like it's not a big deal, pretend like he messed up so that the guy that is there, allegedly... Uh, doesn't harm him any further and he can get out of this situation without any harm or, or even death. And so, and I, I don't really know, was this, uh, was this guy on drugs? Do we know that? Or is that just speculation? I don't know that. I haven't seen a talks report. I saw now, something say- on Twitter that said something about being a meth head or something like that. So I, I was just, well, everything on Twitter is correct. That's why I'm it's asking, fact I was check. like, is this speculation or people just making it up? Yeah. Well, no, but can you tell me a little bit more? What's the perspective that it's staged? I don't understand that. Well, you know, I I don't know what the motivation behind being staged was, but it's just that the whole altercation seems awkward. Now, maybe we should watch the police video first, um, the body cam footage, because this is what really threw me off. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it threw anyone else off this weekend, but this thing really threw me off watching this. So I'm pulling up the body cam footage and I apologize to the live group. I don't know if you can see this. It looks like it's still streaming Amanda and I's video and for some reason will not stream the actual video. Um, so I don't know if you can see this or not either Amanda, but I think you've seen it. So if you haven't real easy Twitter search, just go search Pelosi video. You'll see both the 911 call and the body cam footage from the police that responded to the scene. This is where it gets awkward for me. And I'm like, uh, I don't, I can see both because this just seems a little strange. Here we go. I'm watching. Yeah, definitely don't want all of here. I definitely don't want all of here. Hello. Said 2620, right? No, 2640. Now, I want to pause that right there because there was a lot of speculation about who opened the door, or whatever. You can clearly see it looks like either the guy or Paul, somebody inside the house opened the door. The police didn't open the door at all. And so, if mm-hmm. you're not watching this video, um, you can see that it looks like Paul Pelosi has a button-down shirt on with no pants. Looks like he might have some boxer shorts yeah, on. He's got there. boxers. Um, and then this guy with like a half, like what I would consider a shit-eating grin on his face, and just says, "Hi, well, nothing, nothing's going on here. As we're fine." He's holding what appears to be a hammer. Uh, they they both are, um, and. Uh, Paul is holding the hammer as well as this David guy. And then this David guy is also holding Paul's uh, arm. Now keep in mind, Paul Pelosi's like 187 years old. This guy appears to be in his thirties, maybe forties, somewhere around there. And I would say they're about the same height, but he's probably got them by like another, you know, 50 to 80 pounds in weight. He's bigger uh, than him. Definitely bigger, 
bigger and younger. That's for sure. Yeah. So this is, this, this is where it's just so awkward for me. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on right now? I'm not getting any answer on call there. Oh, shit. And that's basically it. Um, It's a little graphic there, but uh, all of a sudden, you know, they're standing there just kind of holding the hammer and they're like, oh, nothing's going on. And then this guy just decides to take the hammer, which he could have done the whole time. It appeared to me. Um, and then just go after Paul Pelosi. Now you can't tell on the footage whether or not he hits Paul Pelosi with the hammer, but Paul Pelosi does get tackled by the officers with the other guy. It's a one big giant, you know, uh, like, like they're trying to go after a football from a fumble, you know, that happened in the game in the, in the AFC championship last night. Well, you can't see very clearly. I mean, it looks like, you know, maybe he tried to take Paul Pelosi down with him. Uh, it doesn't look like the officers tackled Paul Pelosi, although maybe I need to watch it again. And, well, and I'm see. not saying they tackled him specifically. I'm just saying right. in the motion of tack, trying to oh, you know, right, tackle right. the guy, yeah. that it was one big you know, uh, pile. Um, right. So who knows where the injuries actually came from? Did Paul Pelosi get hit in the face with a hammer? Uh, you know, we don't, nobody knows that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did he get hit anywhere with the hammer? Who knows? Um, it, it's a very, that's where it's weird to me is when the door is opened and they stand there almost like they're posing. I can see where, you know, one side is saying like, Oh, this is completely staged. And I see where the other side is saying like, no, this was actually real danger. Listen to the nine one one call. Obviously Paul Pelosi is smart using these tactics, trying not to escalate the situation. Then you have all these timestamps and just to let everybody know timestamps on video don't aren't always accurate. Like you can right. clearly see in the police body cam, it says 0938 or 0932, something like that, um, which means it would be like 930 in the morning. But clearly it's really dark outside. So they're like, oh, these timestamps don't match up. Nothing, whatever. I don't I wouldn't really pay attention to the timestamps. I think this all did happen in the same night. It appears that way. But I just to me, the video is what gives me pause on thinking that everything happened as Paul Pelosi is saying it's happened, or this was just a, an actual attack as some sort of political violence or uh, some sort of motive motivation against the Pelosi's either for their insider trading, or this was just a druggy guy who decided this was the house he was going to hit. Yeah. I honestly, I don't have a problem. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see anything sketchy about the video in that sense. I see someone who was, you know, someone who I, it looks like Paul opens the door. It looks like, you know, Paul, oh, good, the cops are here. Now they're both holding the hammer. But then it he also, a, Paul has something else in his other hand. So how did he open the door and have something in his hand? You can open the door with something in your hands. You never done that? I have. You never, you never have two things in your hand. You just turn the knob. It's his house. Yeah. You know, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't a million. I, I do it all the time. I'm not even in a house. I'm in a hotel. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, he opens the door. It looks like maybe there was a, there's a struggle with the hammer or maybe they're both holding on the hammer. Um, maybe there was an agreement beforehand where, okay, you know, you, we're both going to hold on to it. Mutually assured destruction here. I don't know. And then it takes a, the guy, uh, 
the attacker, the 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 alleged assailant, a moment, and then he realizes, oh gosh, it's the police. Um, and that's when, you know, maybe we don't we don't know what the other what the other cops are doing. So maybe he sees one of them with a weapon, he panics, takes the hammer, and that's, you know, and then he takes it from Paul Pelosi, and then that's when they they rush him. I don't see anything. What what perturbs me more is the 911 call. Um, the police body cam footage, I mean, it looks like there's an initial attempt from the officer's pr- perspective to de-escalate the situation. And then it goes belly up. Yeah, it, it just seems so wild, um, the whole thing. And this yeah, is all purely when speculation. Your house, it's wild. It's all purely speculation because we actually don't know what happened. No. Um, could it have been staged? That's possibly. Could it have actually really happened? Uh, that's also possible. Um, I don't understand the motive for staging it, though, dude. Can you explain that to me? Because, like, as not a real libertarian, I don't, I don't do all the conspiracy theories that the real libertarians do. And so can someone like, it's just weird timing for it to be staged too. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's, I'm just asking the question, could it have been, could it have been something to distract from something else that was going on at the time? And I don't remember exactly what was happening in October, but I know that there's been a lot of talk of regulating Congress on making trades, the whole uh, Pelosi stock tracker, um, all of that that's going on and how Paul Pelosi is making all these amazing trades. Um, so was it to distract from, you know, something else that was potentially happening at that time? I think it's a valid yeah, question. I, I agree with Magoo this time for once. He says crazy guy breaks into house. Paul doesn't know how to protect himself. Internet loses its bleep. And I do think um, that's likely the case. Yeah. I do think it's likely based on the nine one one call. Um, that it's likely that this is a crazy guy that broke into his house, um, picked the wrong one because if you're, if you're going to break into somebody's house, I probably wouldn't choose the the husband of the speaker of the house. Um, you know, you're probably, oh, no, I think it was, I think it was right. I think it was the right house. I think he said, I'm here for Nancy. So he knows oh, that okay. it's Nancy Pelosi's house. So you, so the speculation is that it, it was politically motivated. Or at least, well, in, in some sense, right? You know, maybe he's he's not some right-wing radical, but maybe for whatever, maybe whoever the Speaker of the House was, uh, he would be upset because, I don't know, he's a disturbed man. Uh, but yeah, there's something, I would say there's something political about it. This guy's upset with politics, with, with, with the powers that be. Yeah. And when he got there, he's like, you don't look like Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got a hammer. I just wanted to talk to Nancy, but I got a hammer for you. All right, let's move on to something uh, more important, which you is you found this, which is Van yeah. Jones' opinion. I can't think of anything more important, I think, than Van Jones' opinion. What about you? That's the first. Anytime something happens in the world, the first thing I want to know is what does Van Jones think about this? Yeah, you want to read this one, or you want me to read it? Uh, we can take turns. Yeah, let's can do we do that. funny voices? Yeah. Or is that going to get us in trouble because it's Van Jones? Can you do your best Van Jones impression? Nah, no. This was an opinion piece uh, put out, I believe, Thursday or Friday last week. Like I said, this could qualify, in my opinion, for Dumb Bleep of the Week. 
Um, but it was too good not to share on a Monday. We needed something lighthearted to go through. So from CNN, opinion piece, he's the, the Van Jones. The title here is The Police Who Killed Tyree Nichols. And I don't know, we did, I don't, actually, I don't think we covered what happened. Explain to, what happened yeah. for the people, Chuck. So I thought we went over this last week, but now searching my memory, I don't think that we did. So Tyree Nichols was beaten to death, beaten to death by a group of officers, five, I believe six now, which have been fired from the Memphis Police Department. Uh, Tyree Nichols was a 29-year-old black male and was pulled over by police. There's some graphic uh, body cam footage and other surveillance footage that I did not pull for this show. Uh, feel free to go watch it if you would so incline yourself. Um, I I would offer some discretion on that one because it is it's a brutal beating. It's there's nothing. It is a tragedy. I want to say that it's a tragedy and a brutal be- beating. We're seeing of uh, this police violence, um, but everyone was holding their breath and everyone was wondering that this was just you know the. When the initial reports came out, it was just like, oh, well, there's more racism. We're just killing more black men. Well, it turns out, by the way, and this is right here in the title, the police who killed Tyree Nichols in Memphis were black. But, this is from Van Jones, but they might still have been driven by racism. All right. Three decades ago, when four white Los Angeles police officers were videotaped beating Rodney King... The public outcry was heard around the world. In fact, I got arrested for the first time in my life during protests that followed, and I subsequently dedicated my career as a lawyer to helping uh, to helping to sue rogue cops, close prisons, and I'm sorry, my articles are cut off a little bit here, and reform the criminal justice system. It was a defining moment for the nation and the world. Now, he's already starting off with something that is not that relevant because three decades ago, four white Los Angeles police officers were videotaped beating Rodney King, a black man. What's relevant, Chuck, is that Van Jones is an American hero. That's actually, actually I do think, I do think that is really noble work. I just, I think that there's a little bit of like, this is how I got my start being, being this, this noble virtuous person. There's a little, a little bit of, you know, yeah, that's what's relevant is like, yeah. I dedicated my career as a lawyer. Now, look, as libertarians, we know that there are there are definitely issues in the criminal justice system. Um, I watched God. What's that movie? Um, cops. That No, <laughs> not cops. That, that makes you sweat. I can't watch it. Um, no. Are you talking about uh, Richard Jewell? No, I'm talking about the movie that came out a few years ago. Mercy. Okay. That talked about the Alabama death row. Um, and there we do see historical evidence of there being some racism or prejudice within the criminal justice system, especially when it came to death row. Oh, um, and historically, and, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, so that yeah. I'm not saying that there isn't a problem. That's not what I'm saying here. But this article is so out of left field. So anyway, continuing on, what happened to King was horrifying, but at least he survived the ordeal. Tyree Nichols tragically did not survive his. The 29-year-old black man died earlier this month after a police traffic stop and violent arrest in Memphis, Tennessee. According to preliminary results of an autopsy commissioned by Nichols' family, he suffered extensive bleeding caused by a severe beating. 
Since the news of Nichols' death was made known, the world has been holding its collective breath in anticipation of the release of video that captured the violent assault and the possibility of a new outpouring of protests spilling into the streets across the country. That video is expected to be released Friday evening. It was released, by the way. So, five former Memphis police officers, it's now six, I saw this weekend on Twitter, fired for their alleged actions during Nichols' arrest, have now been indicted on charges including kidnapping and murder. On Friday, so they weren't, (laughs) they're already indicted and charged with murder. They weren't just put on administrative leave. Um, On Friday, the police chief, C.J. Davis, told CNN, I was in law enforcement during the Rodney King incident, and it's very much aligned with that same type of behavior. I would say it's about the same, if not worse. On Thursday, TBI, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation Director David Rausch, described being sickened by what I saw. Now, it is gross. It is It is definitely... Um, it's hard to watch another human being uh, be just absolutely beat to death. Um, I, I don't... With- I deliberately don't watch those videos. I Honestly, it's more of like a if it were me kind of thing, I wouldn't want someone watching me being beaten to death. I just, yeah. Yeah. It is, is definitely um, horrifying and sickening to see a human being not be able to defend themselves and five to six police officers just absolutely beating the shit out of him till he died. So it's, it is really horrifying and it's terrible. It is a tragedy, but here's where this article takes a turn. He said, by all accounts, Nichols was a good guy, a 145-pound skateboarder, an Instagram photographer, a Starbucks aficionado. And I'm sure he might have been a good guy. We don't know anything about him. Learning that your child's life was senselessly stolen from him is every black parent's nightmare. But, listen to the words he uses here. But, surprisingly to many people, the five officers charged with viciously beating him were also black because the narrative has been that of course when a black man dies at the hands of police it has to be white racist cops and that's the narrative that they've been pushing for the last couple of years now does racism play a little bit of uh, play a role in some form in a police department or among some police officers i would say yes i would say there there are police officers who are racist Um, but the majority are definitely not, it's not a systematic thing. And I would say that also now that they've see, this is the problem we talk about when the snake start starts eating its tail. They have an ideological problem here. Van Jones has an ideological problem and now he's trying to fix it by saying that the, because it was a police officer killing of, of an innocent black man, then even though the cops were black, they have to be racist. Yeah. And that's why it's surprising to so many people. Now, I, I want to, I want to, you know, share a little bit more because there, there's another, there's another section of, of the article and we won't go through all of it. Or one of the, the op-ed. Uh, but he says black people ourselves are not immune to uh, the pernicious effects of anti-black racism. Society's black society's message is that black people are inferior, unworthy, and dangerous. It's pervasive. 
Um, over many decades, numerous experiments have shown that these ideas can infiltrate black minds as well as white. Uh, some of those experiments have been debunked. However, and this is a little bit devil's advocate, and this is a little bit speaking from personal experience, so it's anecdotal. Uh, when I went, uh, when I, I got my MA at U Chicago, uh, I, I have to say that so this is like Van Jones beginning of the article, you know, I, I, I dedicated my life to, to social justice, et cetera. Um, so yes, U Chicago. And I worked at a restaurant South side and, um, I was, I was the, I was the only white front of house staff i think uh which only i only noticed because <laughs> honestly everyone else kind of made it into a joke it was it was kind of a running gag i won't repeat some of the jokes that uh that other people made um i'm but sure I we can funny. think of them <laughs> no yes um but at one point i was i was talking with with one of one of my co-workers and she told me that growing up, when she was really, really little and she's a toddler, uh, she used to think that white people were white because they were perfect and um, that they that they never lied. She said, I, I for whatever reason, I thought white people never lied. Um, and it's just that's it's heartbreaking to me, first of all, because um, I was such a good liar, even as a little kid. But also... Uh, because you know, it, it's 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 terrible to you know first of all to think that regardless right if it's it's of a positive opinion if it's a negative opinion of someone based on the color of their skin um so there does seem to be some element of 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 i wouldn't i wouldn't say anti-black racism but i would say internalization perhaps of of just certain certain prejudice that comes i think from isolation of the group uh for for every for any race if you are only around people who look just like you and have your skin color have your beliefs have your hair then you do start to develop weird beliefs about people who don't look like you don't think like you and some of these beliefs are are beliefs that glorify those people and lionize them and some of those beliefs are are, are beliefs that that's uh that vilify them and i think both exist within the same communities uh and with the same groups um so i think this is just a good a phenomenon that we see anytime you've got a very, very clearly marketed uh, self-other distinction that where communities just don't interact. Here we're talking about it on racial lines, but it can be anything. It can be gender. It can be uh, income. It can be education level. It can be political beliefs. It can be religion. Um, that there are both these positive beliefs and these negative beliefs that you develop about the outgroup if you never enter or if you rarely interact. With well, and I think that, I mean, I think that plays into what I would consider the, a tribal biology um, mm -hmm. that humans default to for what they consider safety. Um, considering that when you aren't aware of how uh, something or someone or uh, an animal or whatever the case may be, may react in a certain situation. You don't know if you're safe and you may have to have your guard up. Um, so I think that that does 
play a, um, a natural role. I think my, my main problem with this though, is that the, what, what the extreme left did. So somebody like Van Jones, CNN, MSNBC, is they went with the narrative that cops are inherently in the system is inherently racist against black men and will kill them or beat them way more than white people. And this is the whole problem. He even goes on right here and says, but the narrative white cop kills unarmed black man um, should never have been the sole lens through which we attempted to understand police abuse and misconduct. This is true. That is so true, but he gets it wrong by going on to say that, well, black Black police officers are just believing anti-black messages. No, you're so close, Van Jones. The real problem is police power. This is a pure, you see this in all kinds of scales. We played a video a couple weeks ago of a police officer getting his rocks off because he pulled a guy over for flashing his lights, let him know police were there and the guy was laughing. So he took him to jail for laugh. This is the, it's an, it's an inflated sense of ego narcissistic power that police officers can display over regular citizens and think they can get away with it. I don't care what the color of the skin of the police officer is. And I don't care what the color of the skin of the victim is. We have to do something about allowing or glorifying or not putting into check the police power, the power that comes with being a police officer and letting them get away with it. Things like qualified immunity and all those things. Why are we putting race into any of this? It Nothing makes me like angrier. Are there elements of that? Yes. What is the actual problem? The, the problem is the power. It's the, the un, almost unfettered power that police officers have had to get away with it, to be in the boy, good boys club, to have qualified immunity, to have all these extra perks, a license to kill. They'll, the, 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 Unit always stands behind them. They'll lie for each other when they break into somebody's or shoot somebody in that's sleeping in their camper. They'll wake them up. They'll lie about it, cover for each other. It's all disgusting. And that's, and the, and then when we talk about race, we're distracting from the actual problem. And you have all these organizations like black lives matter and other organizations that go on these protests and burn buildings and cause more violence. And they're all like, well, we have to do something about, you know, the, Uh, police officers killing black people. Like let's do something about the real problem that was going to stop both of those things or not stop, but at least curb because there isn't a perfect world. We could at least curb both of those things by taking away the power that police officers have and holding them accountable, actually accountable for their actions. Here's the dirty secret though, Chuck, is that the right has its reasons for, you know, it's back the blue, all that the left their reason, their secret little reason, they might not even know, for not really addressing the power issue and qualified immunity, is that if they do that, then against whom are they doing battle? The unions. The unions. Mm. If you look at the history you just of hate political... People, then, if you don't like unions. No, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I... And do the trees, man. I'm wearing I'm wearing wearing a rush shirt. Um if you look at the history, and no, I'm not I'm not even saying yay union, boo union. I I have a nuanced view on non unions. But 
if you uh, if you look at the history of party development in this country, the left's power now currently nowadays after after the southern realignment after the southern strategy that Nixon deployed, uh, the right its base is shifting a little bit, but its base has for a long time been the evangelicals. Uh, or the, you know, the religious rights, you know, family values, conservatives, all that left their base and their, their financial support, their backing ever since really the new deal and before has been the unions. And that has never changed. That's why it took part of why it took that realignment so long to occur is because you had all these union uh, blue dog Democrats in the South who didn't want, uh, you know, who didn't want, uh, who want, wanted segregation to keep going, but who were big union people. And so we're doing, it's always comes back to the, the, the left needs the unions. The left needs the unions to, to win campaigns. It's just money laundering left. is all it is. Unions are money laundering for campaign donations. And um, the right has its version of that too. And this is a public sector union. It's any time you've got public sector unions, you're walking into a world of trouble if you try to reform that system, unfortunately. And so there's a huge difference between private sector and public sector unions. Yeah. And one problem I think Magoo points out here is that if, if this guy didn't die, if Tyree didn't die, we probably wouldn't have heard anything about it. Um, And that's another major problem is that so many of these things go under radar. I was reading a study from The Lancet earlier that was going over um, under-reporting of police violence. And they have found through their studies that basically only around 40 to 50% of police violence is actually reported to the FBI. Now, the FBI is trying to crack down on that as of you know 2020 um, with George Floyd, but um, literally from 1980 to 2019, they found about only 40 to 50% of actual incidents that they can prove were actually reported by police. So we don't hear about it because they cover up for each other. And it's, and it's, and it's a disgusting display that we have. And one thing I think we can do about, there are things that we actually can tangibly do about it, like ending qualified immunity, like uh, putting incentives in place for leadership and good cops to out their bad cop friends or not real friends, um, I guess out there, bad cop colleagues, um, to, to follow what they believe to be, uh, the correct way of doing things and upholding, uh, liberty and life for citizens and to be that partner in the community that police used to be, you know, protect and serve, right? And now it's all about um, uh, it's be it's protect ourselves and do whatever we want. Uh, there is it's the the long-standing community police officer protect and serve has been dead for a long time. And I think you're right. I think unions do play a big part in that, and um, it's very frustrating. But what makes me mad about this article is that we would rather talk about racism than the real problem. And that's frustrating. So frustrating. So what's frustrating to me is the capitalization of races. I don't know why we're doing that. I I don't I hate that so much. I hate it so 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 much. Uh we're we're capitalizing white and black. Are we capitalizing white too? 
Yes, we are. It's, uh, it's it feel makes me feel icky inside when I see white capitalized. No, anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Well, we ran out of time, unfortunately, to get to Red China today. But uh, Amanda, I'm not. Are you coming back tomorrow or Wednesday? Oh, we can. When you schedule something, I need to look at my schedule, and uh, we can make something we happen. I'm, I'm coming back for dub leap at scheduling and then yeah i i gotta make sure it's okay with nate i think it's gonna be and i think i could overrule i thought you said him. nate wanted it yeah. i could overrule him if i wanted to anyway you know and that's okay. why you're so nervous coming on the show because you know i hold all the power you hold the hammer <laughs> you 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 hold the hammer exactly, and i'm just yeah. paul pelosi opening the door i'm yeah. part of a union and uh that's right not really no i hate unions but anyway uh, we will get to the Red China discussion. We've got more things coming up. Like I said, join the live group, joingml.com, and uh, six bucks a month. If you want some merch, we actually are in the process of potentially redesigning a few things. That's going to be pretty cool. But God Hates Feds is the place to go to. That's God Hates Feds. And if you want to learn about the market, that's Nate's crash course. Amanda, do you want to say anything to these fine folks before I sound us off? Yeah, it's been rad hosting and uh, guest hosting and carrying the show. Uh, and uh, you follow Your me on Twitter hurts. at, yes, my it does. It does really hurt. Follow me on Twitter at Ajax the Griff. And also you can check out my contributor page at Young Voices, where you will see all the stuff that I'm writing and all the stuff that I'm doing. I had a crazy move. So, you know, there's there's a little, my, my current work's a little bit dated, uh, but uh, getting back in the swing of things, and this is, this is part of it. So really jazzed to be back on the scene again at Ajax, the Griff, uh, follow me. And, uh, yeah, she got out Thanks. of commie California, which is I nice. did. I escaped the regime of Gavin with the good hair. Yeah. And now she's, now. you know, she's living in the realm of Kyle Rittenhouse. So if that tells you anything, and Madison's a little, <laughs> little bit different, a little bit different. It's I've not going to Madison. What? I've been to Madison, Wisconsin. Good for you. Good there. for you. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's located on an isthmus. Oh, I'll have to look up what that is after we get done. It's, it's so, two bodies of water surrounding it. Okay, there that's we what go. an isthmus yeah. is. I didn't know that deep. That's to me. That's like the um, the calculus of geometry or the uh, of geography when you what, get into isthmus? those terms. Like fjord. isthmus is just such a great word. Isthmus. It's it's spelled so fun. Yeah. All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's show, like I said, do all of those things. And if you do, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs>